Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Speeder. I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield, and this is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we got another great show for you today. Whatever it is, it's going to come out the way it is. Well, I hope it you know, comes out nice and clean. Well, we like that. You know, soft. Smooth. Yeah. Any other words we'll throw in? <laughs> Last week, our computer added a little echo to our voices, and we don't know what caused that, but it uh, hopefully it won't do it this week. It just did it. <laughs> so. I just blame it on you, so. Oh, it's got to be my fault, of yeah. course. I mean, it can't be my fault. <laughs> it's the tech team. Yeah. They do a good job. Leave them alone. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on. Okay. We'll just jump right into things this week. Yeah. Uh, you know where to find us on Alexa, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. And many, 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 many more. Uh, all right. All right. And you know where to find us at. If you want to write us at the crown and spear at gmail.com. And don't forget to share, 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 and ring that bell so that you'll get notifications every time we put a nice new fantastic episode online. Mm-hmm. There you go. Sure. All right. And that brings us back to our logo. All right, that was pretty quick. So let's go into our first commercial break then. <laughs> okay. We'll see y'all moving right along on the other side. Awesome. That was a great little break. And I hope people saw some interesting stuff down there. And, uh, you know. Hope you saw it? It was interesting. I mean, good. Well, great. I hope they didn't take a nap because, oh. you know, that's a long break. Oh, yeah. They're so long. You just yes. zoom and zip right out there. Because once in a while, that's what I do is take a nap during those breaks. <laughs> that's what you do. All right. Let's move and on you to didn't First go John. Anywhere this time. Well, maybe. Maybe. Just not going to tell us about no, it. No, it's a secret. All right, we're moving on to First John 4, 7 through 12. Mm-hmm. And it has the theme today of God is love. Sure. That's an important thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right, well, we want to talk about it since it's so important. Okay. So let's just move right into it. Verse 7. Dear friends, and I didn't have the deer run across this time. Oh, thank I goodness. thought that was enough of that. Yes. All right, dear friends, uh, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. All right, take it apart piece by piece as we usually do. Let us love one another, okay? That's an important thing that we ought to do. Love is uh, kind of foremost in things that God does in the Bible. He talks about it literally all the way through. Uh, John in particular... Uh, brings it up multiple, multiple times. Uh, we've said some things about him over and over. But first and foremost, we need to love God. 
So how do we get around to loving God? That's the question. That is the question. I was hoping you had an answer for us. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's early yet. You just have to. It is early. Um, you know, uh, one of the ways to d- demonstrate maybe to you know loving God is is how we treat others and how we love others. And, Absolutely. And uh, you also got to love yourself. And yeah, that so. all is going to fit in there. Okay. All right. Sure. But first of all, we got to know God. Remember, we talked about that. We yeah. don't know love without knowing God. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, let's put it this way. In a generic way, everybody out there in the world knows how to love somebody, uh-huh. okay? Uh, but real, true, biblical love, which we'll jump into again a little bit later here in a few slides, uh-huh. um, only comes from God. So for us to truly love God the way we ought to love God We've got to know him first. And the only way we can know him first how is by the Holy Spirit doing what? <laughs> We've talked about us. this. Yeah. Yes. Being in us, giving us the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. So we talked about over over Ephesians 2, 8, 9. You know, it's that gift of God he gives us. Yep. So with that, uh, we love God. So that's got to be the first and foremost. And then like you said a minute ago, we also got to learn to love ourselves. There's a lot of people who have trouble with themselves and they just don't really understand love, and they, they you know, abuse themselves. There's people who do all kind of things crazy to themselves, you know, cutting and all that stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, they really don't understand love. But it's, first and foremost, you know, we got to have the love of God in us so that we can love him and then love ourselves, because uh, that's kind of the, the first thing we need to do. And then out of that, we turn and learn to love others, um, which is a demonstration of our relationship to God. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and so John, uh, as we said, has brought this up several times through the epistle of John. We've been going all the way through the first one. Uh, there is a second and third. They only have one chapter each. <laughs> a little shorter than this one. This one has five chapters. Um, but anyway, John also brings it up in his gospel. So I threw this in there today from John 13, 34 and 35. And he said, A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's telling us there it's an important, a very, <clears throat> very important uh, factor in our life to learn to love God, to love one another, and demonstrate to the world who we are. Um, so it's a must. It's It's got to be there. And I noticed he, he put it here actually in the wording, and it's also in the language. And, you know, everything was written back then in Greek and so forth. Um, and it's in the command type language. And it says, a new commandment I give you. And so he's not saying this is just, hey, if you want to do it, do it. I don't really care. He said, I'm giving this as a command. <laughs> Our commanding officer is saying, do this. So a new commandment I give you, love one another. And so it's important that we do that. Um, and he also says, as I have loved you. So we got to read those scriptures, find out how God's loved us. Mm-hmm. What's he done to, to love us? Okay. So you must love one another. By this, then everyone will know that you're my disciples. Uh, people need to be able to tell something different about us. 
Um, it's an amazing thing that God does. So going back to where we were, let us love one another. That's the important thing to do. We need to be showing it. And John's trying to tell that to these people he's writing to. He knows they're people he has been to and witnessed to and led to the Lord. Now he's writing them a letter refreshing their mind about all this stuff. And so he still calls them dear friends and let us love one another. It's, it's an important thing. You got You would think you wouldn't have to remind people that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that almost seems like it's self-fulfilling, but it's not. People don't always love one another. Well, let's look at the second part of that. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And he's talking again about this biblical form of love, um, that to really, really do a, a good job of it, we've got to know what that is and follow it. Um, you know, if we love God, well, then we ought to love one another. It ought to be a natural thing that flows from us. Remember, again, I keep bringing this up over and over. Uh, we went through the fruit of the Spirit, and the first one was love, <laughs> joy, peace. Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of a top priority that it begins in a lot of different lists that are out there. Uh, so love comes from God. He tells us that, and we know that. And everyone who loves has been born from God. So if we really, really are truly a Christian, we ought to be loving ourselves, God, and other people. And uh, and then it ought to be evident by how we act, the things we say, things we do, uh, throwing things into it that, that demonstrate the love of God to others. Um, let's move on. Uh, I'm going to do another little brief flashback. <laughs> Uh, and I guess you know where this is coming from? First Corinthians 13, 4 through oh, 8. Yes. Remember, you know, I went back and tried to find my slideshow on that and couldn't find it. I don't know what happened to it in my computer. It just disappeared. <laughs> uh, I was going to go back and pull some things out of that. but Little gremlins. That's, that's right. Gremlins in the computer. Things <laughs> just miss up sometimes. Anyway, First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And we're just going to read this. And what I did is I underlined, I hope people can see that on the screen up there, all the key words, Okay. So love is patient. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an important thing. Are you patient with people? Or do you immediately just snap and say something fussy or whatever, you know? Uh, being patient is a characteristic that God gives us of demonstrating love, patient with one another. And again, it depends on, you know, it's a, we're moody sometimes. I know you're not, but... Um, I'm always pleasant. <laughs> Let me step this way a little bit for the lightning coming right through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, love's patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And that's not it yet. We got another slide. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, most of the time when people hear those words from 1 Corinthians 13, they have a tendency to think, well, you know, people use those a lot at weddings. Almost every wedding. Well, I won't say that. A lot of weddings. People bring up that love and will say stuff about what love is. And and I've done that in weddings. I mean, just out and out read what we just read and made a few comments about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, people have a tendency to do that. Or, you know, you know, I like to make signs. Well, 
before we did our signs in wood and carved it and used heavy tools and routers and you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, a lot of ladies and men did it too, but would crochet or cross stitch and they'd make neat little plaques to hang on the wall with those verses on it. And it's kind of just like, oh, isn't that cute? You know, and people don't have a sense of looking at that and saying, hey, I got to do that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we have a tendency to think, well, you know, and we, again, we talked about this before. Th- there's different words in the Greek for, for love, and one is agape, which is really the God type of love. And that's what it's talking about here. And so we have a tendency to look at all these about being patient and delighting and rejoicing and protecting and, you know, kind and all those different things. We say, well, you know, I, I don't do that a lot because God's perfect. He can do that. I'm not. And so we think, well, I don't have to do it. Mm. <laughs> and you got something to say? I thought you had something to say there. No, I was just like you know. I mean, we should be you know trying daily to do that. You know, with you yeah know, everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is an important thing that we do it and say it. Uh, it we kind of just have a tendency, though, in the back of our mind, where we're saying, "Yeah, that's God's thing. He'll take care of that kind of stuff. He'll, he'll love us like that." You know, uh, but we can't do that. We have to do it. I got a new Bible program this week. I don't know where I found it, came across it, but it's called Olive Tree. Mm-hmm. Free to download. Uh, and it's got a bunch of different books in there and Bibles that you can put in there. And, uh, of course, there are some things they charge for. You know, it's like bigger books and so forth. They have things like that. But they had a section in there with free devotionals that you could download. And I actually downloaded about 30. I think it's majority of them that were there. Uh, books that you can read and stuff like that. Anyway, one of them, I mean, it, in the thing, it looked like it was a book, but really it's only uh, a paper, I would say, or a pamphlet um, on love is. And I read through that, and it just was amazing to me, the things the guy, and it doesn't even really give the, the author's name, except one place he says his first name <laughs> in there about when he's saying something. But, I mean, literally you can probably sit down and read it in 15 minutes. I mean, it's just, it's real short, it's five sections to it. And there's one part that I pulled out, and he says he, and he's talking about Paul there, because Paul was the one that wrote First Corinthians under the inspiration of God. Mm-hmm. Always try to throw that in, because some people say, well, it was just a man, right? You know, God, the Holy Spirit was overshadowed by that thing, so that the words there are God's words. So he, Paul, is delivering to the people and places within their hands and, and a handbook for humanity, I can't speak today. Humanity. Thank you. <laughs> and or a mandate for daily living. That's mm-hmm. where I wanted to get to. Was that last line? Uh, in in that thing, he's saying that First Corinthians thirteen is a mandate for us, and we can't just set it aside. We have to try to love others the way God says He loves us, and not just. Said, well, you know, I just can't do it. He's saying, do it. <laughs> Follow that guideline, okay? So that's all there together. So let's move on with where we're at. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Woo. That kind of grabs you a little bit. If you're one of those folks sitting around saying, well, I can't love that First Corinthians 13 way, then God says, well, maybe you're not mine. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Whoever does not love does not know God 
because God is love. And so if we say we know God, then we ought to also know that love and we ought to be demonstrating it. Mm-hmm. It ought to be part of our life. We can't say, I can't do it. Um, you know, if God's in us, then we love because he's there. And it, as we did with the fruit of the spirit that we talked about, you know, first one was love. Well, if the fruit of the spirit is love and it's in you, you just got to do it. I mean, it's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine. Uh, this is how God shows his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And so, again, as I always do, let's emphasize parts. First part, this is how God showed his love among us. Um, God not only says, I want you to do something, but he shows us how to do it. And he demonstrates it himself. He, He puts it out there for us so that we can understand it. And uh, I didn't put it in the slide here, but, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses is Romans 5, 8. Mm. And I've got it on one of the signs. We've had it in here and shown it before, you know. Mm. But God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing. All right. So this is how God showed his love among us. He shows it. He says, this is how you do it. And he does it over and over and over in a variety of different ways. Let's take the second part. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God, to show us his love, sent his son to come to earth and die. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that. You mean you wouldn't just send me out somewhere to... I don't think so. To, to die for a bunch of other people? <laughs> that would be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love you a lot. You're my son, you know? And I think about Abraham. And when God told him to take his son and sacrifice him. I mean, that would have been hard. I mean, yeah. I'd have been crying the whole way out on that. You know, they had their donkey in the wood and the fire. And they're heading out, you know... And uh, even the boy at the time would have been thinking, hey, we're going out here to do a sacrifice. Where's the lamb? (laughs) Uh, Where's the lamb, Dad? (laughs) Uh, And they get out there, and I imagine with a lot of tears, he tied his son up and put him on that thing. A picture of what God did with his own son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So God demonstrates his love. He sent his one and only son, one and only son, into the world that we might live through him. The only way possible for us to ever be forgiven of our sin is through Christ. We can't do it on our own. We can never be good enough. We couldn't work up enough. There's just not enough out there to do it. Can't have enough faith. It's simply a gift. There's Ephesians 2, 8, 9 again. <laughs> it keeps coming back up. Um I ought to maybe move that one to my favorite verse. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, God is demonstrating. He sent his son, and we live through him in a sense. Um, you know, he did it for us. God says, I'm demonstrating to you this, that I love you so much. And, and again, you gotta, you got to not keep this in context. Jesus is the son of God, but he's also God. It's the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. They're co-equal power, authority, wisdom, anything you can think of there about that. You know, they are <laughs> one. 
And yet the father says to the son, I'm going to take, stop you from being God in a sense for a little while. It's not a good way to word it, but you're going to go take on human form. So he, he sets his glory aside. He never stopped being God, but he sets his glory aside so that people could see him. Because, he, you know, we talked about, you know, we joked about that before, when God showed himself to Moses. And Moses was put in the cleft of the rock, and God passes by, and he said he lets him see his backward parts. You know, you can't look in the face of God, or you just die. And even with that amount, when Moses comes down, his face is glowing, you know, from mm -hmm. the power of God, you know. So you got all that going on there. And, and you know, Jesus is God, and yet he sets that glory aside, takes on flesh, because born in a barn, you know? They're, they wouldn't even let him in the inn. And they take a feed trough from the donkeys and sheep and stuff, throw some hay at it and wrap him up in clothes and put him in that little manger, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so he comes in a very humble way. And then, of course, the worst part, when he grew up and taught everybody what he had to teach them, he went to the cross. But then that's not the end of the story. We know he came back out of that grave. That's the <laughs> rejoicing part. Um, but anyway, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Ah, that's great. Verse 10. This is love, not that we loved God. Because, again, we didn't do that at first. You know, it's just not an option for us just to automatically love him unless he's done the change. Okay. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. There's so much there. And again, I just tried to narrow it down because we have a tendency to talk on and on and get over time on all these things. So, and we went really long last time. So an atoning sacrifice. You know, they had those things that they did in the Old Testament where they would have to bring a sacrifice. Do you remember what they bought, brought to the sacrifice? They brought a lot of different things. To but the, the main one for atonement. Like the, the lamb. Yeah. yeah. And it, what, how'd that lamb have to be? Just anyone out of the herd? You know, spotless. It had to be you know, the, the, yeah. the nicest, perfect looking Yeah, you didn't bring a piece lamb. of junk out of the no. pile. You went through the pile and looked for the one that didn't have any cuts, scrapes, you know, nice, beautiful one that was growing the best, you know, the one you'd really want to keep. God says, you bring me that one. <laughs> so, so basically, you're killing off the most attractive one. That's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know where I was going with that. <laughs> we'll just skip by that one. Um, but the son was the atoning sacrifice. And they had to do that. Um, now my mind just lost the track there. Uh, was yeah, it the it was... yearly one they did for atonement? I think it was always once a year. But they had other sacrifices they did regularly. But I think the one for atonement... You know, they they felt when they brought that spotless lamb and sacrificed it and killed it on the altar, you know, burned it, all this stuff, um, they felt like that really right then and there took their sin away. Whatever they had done for the year, that was they were clean. Technically, the lamb didn't do it, but it was a picture of Jesus coming, the Son, the Lamb of God, who would be sacrificed for us on the cross. Um, verse 11, dear friends, he says that a lot. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. God to say, look, I showed you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Now do it. You know, um, we are to mimic God. Now, I mean, that's a tough task. We can't do it because he's God and we're, you know, just these little sinful human beings running around down here. 
but as best we can from what the Word of God tells us about God and about loving and caring for others and the things that we ought to do, we ought to be doing it. We'll do it as best as we can. That He demonstrated love, we need to demonstrate love. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just towards uh, a wife or a son or a daughter, but to other people we run in contact with. You know, I try to be as best I can um, nice towards other people, you know, treat them right. Say something once in a while that's funny just to make them laugh, you know. I can remember one time, place I work, as the, they had a, a big shutdown. The whole plant was down, and they were reworking um, all kind of stuff inside, kind of rebuilding it, I guess, from the inside out. And uh, and there was literally um, probably 100, well, probably I'll say probably 200 different contractors in there, Um 200 people. I mean, mm. I forgot how many different contractors, but two more than 200 people. And they'd be in there all day. Well, a lot of them would want to go out at lunch. So we had to stand by the door and they, we got to check them in and check them out. So they always know who's in the plant just in case some disaster happens and you got to find out who's alive, dead, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'd stand there at the door, you know, come out and I'd be smiling and they come and say, Hey, you know, you have a good lunch. Hey, why don't you bring me something? You know, all just kind of crazy. And they're like, yeah, I'll bring something. No, I'm just teasing. I already had my lunch, you know, and just say funny things, smile at them, say, Hey, you have a good day now, you know, stuff like that. And somebody else there was working with me and they were like, why do you say all that to all these people? You know, I said, why not? They're having a tough time down there. It's, you know, it's hot inside that plant. They're working hard 12 hour shifts. And if I can give them a moment of happiness as they go by, I'm demonstrating God's love. You know, and we need to think about that wherever you are. You know, we, we talked about this a hundred times. <laughs> you know, you go to the store and you're going through the checkout. You don't know what kind of day that checkout person's had. They've been standing there. They've been working for eight hours, standing in that one spot, pushing buttons on that cash register and swiping little things by and bagging stuff up, you know, and probably people have come by and complained because there wasn't the thing they were looking for, you know, or something didn't work right or however it goes. You know, all that stuff goes on. But if you can say something nice to that person, just somehow or another demonstrate the love of God to them, you know? I mean, even the self-checkout. How you doing, computer? You okay? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Are you going to mess up on me this time? No. Some days I want to kill that computer. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> it. It has a tendency to have a mind of its own some days. Um, but since God loves us, we also ought to love one another. Uh, therefore, we have to demonstrate it. And how do you demonstrate it? Go back and look at 1 Corinthians 13. Remember, we just ran through that whole list a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Go through all that and, and try to think, how can I do that? How can I be patient with people? How can I be kind to this person? today? How can I be um, not arrogant to this person? You know, all those different things that, that you think of that are in there. Uh, and let people know there's something different. Okay? And verse uh, 12 no one has ever seen God, which is true, except that thing with the backside of you know God going by when Moses is hiding in the rock. <laughs> but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We're, in other words, in a sense, we're helping to complete the work of God here on earth mm-hmm. that he mandates for us to do. Not that we can do all he does, but if we can at least demonstrate love, we can show God to other people. Now, we are extremely flawed in that, and we need to realize that. Don't ever sit around. Of course, that was one of the love things. Don't boast. <laughs> you know, can't do that. But we might be the only portion of God somebody ever sees. Um, and we need to demonstrate that down by the things that we do. It's an awesome task, uh, 
but we have to figure out how to live it and work it out. And uh, John's telling the folks there that he was talking to, you know, I was there, taught you, I led you to Christ, but these are the things I'm reminding you of that you got to do every mm-hmm. day, day in, day out. The end. All right. All right, let's move on to our uh, prayer, and we'll go from there. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your demonstration of love to us. It was a powerful one, more powerful than any love we could ever imagine, that you, as the Father, would say to the Son, I want you to go take on flesh, set your glory aside, be a little baby in a manger, grow up among the people on earth, teach them what to do to find me, and then go to the cross. That all the sin of the world for all the time would be laid upon Christ. Father, that is an awesome thing to think of. And we can't do that, but we can be a demonstration of that love to others by trying to help them out, by saying kind words, by being patient with them, by doing the things you've shown us throughout all of Scripture and capsulized in 1 Corinthians 13. Father, help us to do it so that we might be a little bit of God that somebody sees. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll be right back after this little break. That was a good, refreshing break. Uh, hope everybody saw some good stuff during that time. And yes, I do hope they watched it this time. Uh, <laughs> and that, you know, like we're about to point out here in a second, all that kind of stuff can be uh, seen through the descriptions of things down below. So hit it. Hit it. <laughs> there we are. Saint Live Entertainment merch and the yes. place where you find that. Lots and lots. Of, you just put a new one up, I think, recently. I thought, I guess it was fairly recent. It was like a Bigfoot shirt. Yeah. I, I called it Yeti Machete. Yeti Machete. That yes. was kind of cool. Yeah. Did you design that? Well, I was watching um, some people online, and they were doing a and uh, uh game. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, there, there was this whole uh, joke about this guy who had found in a previous episode a machete from a yeti and so another guy he gave it to another guy on the the, the group their little team and, and then the other guy kept calling <coughs> yeti <coughs> excuse me yeti machete and i just thought it was funny so I, so you designed a, so I designed a logo that, it up there. <laughs> that would be cool you know where you could sell those is at the bigfoot festival in may over in uh, marion uh-huh. uh, they would love those things <laughs> okay anyway mm-hmm. That's where we find the, 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 the easy for me to say, the merch oh, yeah. from St. Life Entertainment. And there's all kind of cool shirts over there. And then Stephen <clears throat> TV, or as I should say, the real Stephen TV, mm. 
where you got all your little reviews of shows and stuff like that. And even some that you really don't like the show, you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all part of that one. And then don't forget the uh, woodchuck at Creator Crafts. Mm -hmm. So if you go on Facebook and simply type in Creator Crafts, you'll see that page and all the different things that we make. We take pictures of and put them up there. And if you find something you like and you want to buy one, just send an email and uh, we'll, well get in touch with you. I mean, they can message you on yeah, there. that's true. Or going to thecrownandspear at gmail.com. So yeah. it's a lot of ways to get in touch with and And... Uh, and if you don't see something you like and you still want something made and you think I might be able to do it, let me know about that too. I'll try. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I got a sign I'm getting ready to do for a guy that uh, he, he said, can you do this? And I'm like, well, I haven't done that before, but hey, I'll take a shot at it, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so it's, it's a, a place nearby that he frequents sometimes and he wanted me to do a logo on a piece of wood and make it look old and uh even rusting some dents and cracks in it and type stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to give it to the owner of the business as a gift to them. So nice. getting ready to work on that. I'll probably try to get a picture of it and get it up here when I get it done. Okay. All right. And so we're back to our logo. That's all okay. there is. Okay. All right. Quick shout out to uh, Carnivore Chris. Um, if you'd like to get some Carnivore Chris, there is a link down below. Use promo code TV. You'll see that down there too. And you'll save some money. All right. That's the end of our show. Yep, that's all it. All right, so for all of us here at the Crown and Spear, I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield. This is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time.